Hi, and welcome to Season 2 of Big Sound Small Town, the podcast that spotlights the talented and diverse musicians in small towns and communities. This season, we're branching out to include the community of people who make it possible for musicians to be able to perform their music, the producers, the recording engineers, the venue owners, and many others, and as always, the small town musicians. Remember, small town doesn't mean small talent. Hear their stories. Richard Putnam had asked me to come to his house to do this podcast, and I did, and Shelby Starr came, made pictures, uh, they wrote a nice article on it, and it's really what put the ball in motion with this podcast. It blew up after that, and I'm thankful to both the Star and to Richard Putnam uh, for having an interest in it, and thank you all for listening. Richard is wonderful. Listen to him. Today on Big Sound Small Town, I'm in the studio of the hidden treasure of Cleveland County Music, Mr. Richard Putnam. intro there. I like <laughs> Thanks, that. Is, um, is that something of yours or just... No, that's, that's a song called Tipitina. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. what I thought it was. Yeah. It's great. It's, that's yeah. great. Works yeah. great for an intro. Yeah. All right. Well, you just didn't start being able to play the piano like that right out of the bat, did you? No, I did not. No. How did that come about? Um, my first... When I was about five or six on TV, Liberace used to have a show and I heard him play piano, and I said, I'd, I'd like to do that. And so uh, from there on, I went to do that. But I loved records, too. I listened to records all the time. I just wanted to be a musician. So, right. Yeah. So, so did you seek out lessons at that point, or did you just? Uh, I started when I was seven. Seven. And went all the way through high school and two years of college. So, oh, so you said the yeah. background's pretty strong. Yeah, it was the background. It's mostly that was classical stuff. But Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, yeah. that is, that's, yeah. that's the groundwork. Yeah, it is the theory. I, I mean, the theory, learning the theory of music opened up a whole new life for me as far as, as music went. So It does. The theory and unlike so many musicians, uh, when you start on piano and you learn to read music, it kind of opens the doors up that you um, couldn't open on your own a lot yeah, of times. That's right. It does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can expose your stuff, your, yeah. yourself to other people's yeah. work and learn exactly. from that. Yeah. So. That's right. Well, okay, so when you when you started playing piano, I know you did recitals and stuff, but mm -hmm. did you did you play it? Uh, did you play out at that point from the at the seven year old? Three? No, not then. But I, I I did. The first time I played out was I think we 
I was in the fifth grade. Okay. And we had a little band, oh. me and some of the guys. And um, it's funny, I was sort of a sort of a geek to, yeah. to people. Uh, you know, all, everybody, you know, he takes piano. He, right. uh, but we played at Graham School, where I went to school. We did a little concert, and the next day I was really, I was all of a sudden <laughs> oh, yeah. famous. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah, music can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it does. does. Yeah. So, so uh, did you play through high school? I mean, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I played in the high school band, and, and then I, I was in various bands uh, through high school. I think when I was, when I was, uh, First, when I was 14, I was in a group called uh, uh, The Phantoms, <laughs> and we had a four-piece group, and actually, uh, George Hatcher, who, yeah. was, who was Butch Hatcher back yeah. then, he, he was our first lead singer. Oh, okay. But then after that, I got into a group called The Constellations. All right. Yeah, expand <clears throat> on that. Please. Okay. Well, uh, I auditioned for him at Lake Lure at a club, and I can't remember the name of the club, but uh, I was 15, so all the clubs they had to sneak me into. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, so um, on my audition night, I, I had a Wurlitzer electric piano. I was, we were playing a song, and uh, Don Camp, who was the uh, the uh, lead guitar player, leaned down and said, "Take a break." So I got up from the piano, and started to walk away, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, "No, no, take a solo." And so I did, and and they uh, they let me get in the band, and uh, I was with them for three or four years there. Do Do you remember? For chance, what the song was that you was taking a song? No, I don't. I don't remember. Okay, it might have been a James Brown song because I mean, it it involved a solo, so I don't know. What what type of repertoire was that at that point with the, what, the David? Yeah, mostly R and B. Okay. You know, Temptations, right. all, all the old R and B and stuff, and Rufus Thomas, things like that. Right. And uh, we did some originals. Those uh, the singers, uh, Brian Guest, Ben Guest, Sam Guest, and Butch Mitchell. They were really really talented, and everybody in the band was. Uh, Don Camp played guitar, Max Philbeck played saxophone, Mike Putnam played drums, and Bob Alley played bass. And um, some of those are still around, and they're still very talented guys. That's good. That's a, that, that's a good, yeah, good place to learn to play. Yeah, it is. And we were the first. Uh, we were the first mixed group of musicians in Cleveland County at that time. Now, how was uh, that received? Uh, mostly it was received great with all the all the black cubs we played, but right. a lot of the white places that we played weren't weren't that good. Um, I remember a time when we were playing in Alabama, and we stopped at this roadside cafe to eat, and they would not let us in because we had we had uh, African American guys with us, and um, so we we just ordered uh, the white guys ordered, and we ate outside their restaurant and went on, and it bothered me more than it bothered them. But, yeah, uh, I found that when yeah. I've been in the same situation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But those guys, uh, to this day, I don't see them that much. But they're they're my brothers, and yeah. I really appreciate them. Well, that's a that's a good place too. Yeah. And it's a good. It's not a simple music that you cut your teeth on. I mean, no, it's not. Could, you know, no, it's yeah. not uh, three chords. No, it's, you, it's you more know? to you. So yeah. Uh, and that's a that's a foundation. Yeah. And and I. Plus the harmony singing, which is another. Oh, they were great. Yeah, man, they were great. But I've always liked all types of, of music. Uh, you know, I grew up playing classical and and then playing R and B, and then I, I love country music. Uh, I remember. I don't know if I should tell this, but I remember when we were in high school, uh, we would, me and some buddies would go down to South Carolina because Clinton yes. County used to be dry, right. and uh, go in this little place and uh, down there, and. Uh, 
there'll always be country music on the jukebox and George Jones and all that stuff, and I, I love that too. Oh, so, yeah. yeah. I do, I do too. So. Well, okay, so take me from the Constellations to what happens next. All right, after the Constellations, uh, well, I graduated high school, and I was in various bands. I was in uh, with some guys from around here. A guy named Clint Newton played saxophone. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and uh, Phil Davis played drums, and uh, I'll pray, I don't want to forget anybody, but we were in just various bands and played various places like that. Uh, and then uh, in, in 72, I got married, okay. and I was in a band called South, and they were from Gastonia mostly, and, and we they did mostly beach music right. and, and R&B too. So um, then uh, we played a lot. I mean, we... And then from there, I took a sort of a, uh, a rest from playing in bands for about three or four years. And uh, and I met a guy in Shelby named Rick Bowles, uh, and you know Rick. Uh, and he and I started uh, playing out as a duo and, and writing songs together and everything. And uh, and he finally, uh, he did in 80, 81, he got a record deal with Polygram Records. And uh, we, uh, uh, we took a band out to you know, to, uh, to, to promote that record. Right. And, uh, and, um, the first, the first song that was on, uh, got on the billboard charts for two weeks is, uh, too good to turn back now. Yeah. I remember that. And, uh, Rick and I wrote that and, um, uh, it was on, uh, it was on like at 82 or something in a bullet and then 74 in a bullet and then it dropped off. So, and then, you know, it was a very short lived thing. So, uh, it, it was good. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times, you know, so, cause, uh, I don't know. It, it, there were some places we played that were great. We got great crowd response. There were some places that we were probably booked in the wrong type of place because they didn't like the type of music that right. that was. And um, and sometimes we didn't even get paid. There's a few times that, yes, the, that, the, that the club owners decide they wouldn't pay us that night. So, you know, but um, uh, um, but I I mean I learned so much in that band, and those guys are still my brothers to this day. In, in that band, there were. Well, Rick and I were the only Shelby guys, right. but uh, there was a guy named Houston Roper from Lawrence, South Carolina, played drums, and um, Tim Murray from Charlotte played guitar, and Ted Stewart from Charlotte, who lives in Atlanta now, played bass. And um, you know, it was a it was a good experience. Yeah. So, I, well, I, as I had told you, um, I was playing around, and we played some of the same places. Yeah. In Charlotte, and you and Rick were the stars, the big draws, you know. So. Yeah. Well, I, Rick was the star. I was just, I was just, I would just support. But uh, uh, yeah, when we played a duo, we 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 did a duo circuit. We played the Boar's Head in Charlotte and other places in Charlotte, and then we also played up in Washington D.C. some, and down in Florida some. And, that I mean that we were doing really well. Uh, yeah, the duo was was really yeah, good. I mean, that was yeah. my first first time I was drawing attention yeah. to you guys. Yeah, it was it was really good. We uh, and we both sang. He he's a of course he's a better singer than I am, but I I did some things and, um, you know that was that was great. Uh, it just just you know when the band got going and it just didn't work out. It, yeah. That I tore mean, some that happens. Yeah, you know, I know. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, it wasn't due to any of the band members. Right. It was just uh, the politics of Polygram at that time. They changed uh, the CEO, and he didn't think that that type of music would fit what he wanted to do, and so they dropped it. So right. basically, you know. So then, what did you do? I mean, okay, it's, uh, oh, that job kind of fizzled out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, then what I did, uh, I 
I was in several bands uh, that played the Holiday Inn circuit, right, you know, yeah. that played the top 40 mm -hmm. pop stuff. And uh, uh, one was called Joe Daddy uh, from Statesville. Uh, Mickey Floyd was the lead guitar player, and his brother uh, played in it. And I, I was there for a little bit. And I was with uh, the Pat Cray band. Pat Cray was from Charlotte. He was another keyboard player, but my what I did was I sang back up, and I played uh, I played uh, other, other keyboards. I played right. keyboard bass. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah so um, so went through that period, and then uh, then I got a uh, a job at Country City USA in Charlotte. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. And my Houston Roper, my drummer friend, right. um, uh, helped me get me the, I, that job. I worked there for, gosh, um, until 80. I can't remember. Was that was that the um, Randy Travis era? Yeah, no, that was right after Randy. You well, know, that would have been a Dale Upton era, maybe. That was around the Dale Upton era, yeah. but but at that time there were two bands. Uh, one band would play in the in the winter time. One band would play an hour set, the next band would play an hour set. Oh, okay. And, but in the summertime, they had an outside stage, so you split it up then oh, like yeah. that. But um, there were two bands. We were the City Slickers. Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> so, that. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, the other band was, I forgot the name of it. It had a great singer, a guy from Charlotte named Vic Rohrer. Uh, and uh, they were the other band. And that lasted... Uh, for a few years, I can't remember exactly when, but I, anyway, I, I stopped playing for them around, yeah, eighty nine or something like that. And then, because there was a new club being built right across the way with the Coyote Joes. Oh yeah. And I was I, I was a part of the first band that Coyote right Joes there. had. Yeah. Oh. So, um, I, play, I played there until ninety three, ninety four, something like that, and then I just. I just I want to get out of the club scene. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. You know, it's, you have to do it to understand. There's a time that you yeah, have to yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So um, I got out of the club scene, and um, and I did. In the meantime, I'd been doing sessions around all these different places. Right. Uh, in '71, I did uh, a, a session that I was really proud of doing. It was the Blind Boys of Alabama, yeah. and it, a reflection shout sound in Charlotte, and um, all the way back in when '71. Yeah, yeah. See, I, was, I was I uh, was. Gosh, I was 20, 21, something like that. But anyway, uh, there was a, and the way they did that session was really cool. They they did it all. Everybody played at once, and we were out in the big room. Right. And uh, there was a piano player, and I played Hammond B3 organ. Okay. Yeah. And they had a drummer, and they had had a, had their guitar player, and the, there were four guys, and they were all blind. You know, and um, the neat thing about that is they would all be around a mic. They each had a mic, but um, uh, there was a guy standing behind them. I said, "What's this guy standing behind them?" And so as we were playing, I noticed that they would get excited and turn away from the mic, oh, and that guy would turn them back to the uh, mic because they couldn't see. Well, so that would have been the original Blind Boys of Alabama. That was the original Blind Boys of Alabama. Yes. I mean, not not at, what there is now. That was years before they, they hit their fame. Yeah. So you got to see the original, original deal. Original yeah. That was really cool. Yeah, on that album, one song, I'll never forget this. Robin and I were watching the Grammy Awards, and... Uh, and um, and uh, it's, uh, there's a little snippet that said, and also nominated for a Grammy, blah, blah. And uh, Just Another Soldier in the Army of the Lord is one of the songs we did. It was nominated for a Grammy. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, it did, it didn't cool. win, but it was nominated. Oh, so. that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that was cool. So, But I'd been doing sessions, you know, around, and I'd been started doing a lot of gospel sessions, too. So, uh, 
I mean, how did that come about? I mean, doing sessions. Yeah. Uh, I really don't. I mean, I mean it's hard to. Uh, well, one way is Houston Roper and I, it, the drummer friend, right. we went to different studios and told them what we did and, oh, okay. and played some. But the other way was just word of mouth. Word of mouth over over the years. I mean, Reflection Sound used to use me a lot. And um, well, you play, you were there playing in Charlotte, so you did. Mm -hmm. You were you were yeah. known. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like you walked in yeah. off the street. Yeah. I mean, you were a known right. right known name in yeah. Charlotte. I also did a lot of uh, TV and radio commercials in the eighties, uh, yeah. and I got uh, that happened. By Rick and I playing, okay. I, got, I started talking to to a fellow that was a in an ad agency, and uh, and uh, he gave me a chance to do some. And I did I did um, a lot of commercials for Belt, for Bojangles, for uh, uh, I can't remember all. I did a bunch until that sort of fizzled out, and uh, it was very lucrative. I yeah, mean, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah that is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I I did that for a while and. Uh, by the way, I have a website that has sure. my bio on it, and and it also has songs that I've done, uh, most recently Damn. songs I've done. But anyway, plug so, it, plug it. Plug, oh, 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 it's <laughs> www.bigfeet.net, and it's uh, Big Feet is spelled B-I-G-F-E-A-T.net. www.bigfeet.net. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And that way, they can find it. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, so where were we? We were. We're leaving the club scene. I left the club scene. Actually, worked a real job for a while. Really? Yeah, for six months or so, yeah. and still, still, and then the session started picking up again, and then uh, I sort of got my life straighter than it had been. I understand. Yeah, and um, were you playing in the church by this time? Uh, I started right after that. Yeah. Okay. Started playing at a church in Kannapolis called Eastwood Baptist Church. Okay. I played there for ten years. Um, then I uh, moved back, uh, back to Shelby, and uh, I played uh, at uh, Christ Covenant uh, in Shelby for about 10, 11 years, and I retired from playing that. But uh, what happened with the sessions, the sessions turned into uh, people wanting soundtracks and stuff oh, like yeah. that, and, and I started uh, doing that. I'd been doing that all along, but it really got, that's what I do now mostly is do oh. soundtracks, and I still do sessions, but uh, I do, uh, people and people come here and do Oh, yeah. stuff too but uh, you probably need to plug that too what they need to if they want to do a session here how they get in touch with they you? can call me uh, on my home phone okay it's 704-487-1235 or my cell phone 704-564-5802 and um the website also will lead you there okay. if you want to go there so um <clears throat> but um so and so I've been doing that since uh, since I left Coyote Joe's, and I was so amazed that uh, I, I, I'm glad I took this path because I, I money's not it's not all about money. Right, oh, but I agree. This, for but me, you, it's the love you have of music. To have some. You have to have money to live. I've been most blessed since that time uh, to make a living every year just doing this and I, I'm so thankful for that so that is I mean yeah. that is a really good deal yeah it is and you don't have to travel no you don't have to travel no I still travel and and, and to do to do sessions you right. know but I, I don't do as many now I just right. I just turned 70 so yeah, yeah. you know but um, now I do play out some there's a little part-time band uh, in Cherville and Shelby guys that I play we play a little weddings and stuff like that that have been uh I forgot where I was going with that. So, uh, uh, would that be a family band? 
Well, no, it's not a family band. It's um, um, it's uh, it's uh, we're called South Street now. Okay. The people in in South Street are Gaylord Brawley, okay. who's a good friend of mine, right. good great singer. Yeah. Uh, Rodney Bridges is a drummer. He's from Cherryville. Okay. And uh, Mike Black, who used to play the Spontanes years right. ago, I think it was the Spontanes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, Brink Isaacs. I don't know if you know Brink. He's a Cleveland County boy. Brink is playing with a, uh, another band. Here he is too. playing with another band. Yeah. Uh, actually, I just uh, yeah. did a podcast on. on yeah, they play guy. uptown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah he, he plays with Medicine Crow. Uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He does. Um, Brink's a great musician. He is. Yeah, he's a, he's a good guitarist. Yeah, he is. Uh, and yeah, we don't. Saturday. This little band doesn't play but two or three times a year. Right. That's about it. And. Um, there's another little band up in, uh, well, let me finish. I don't want to leave anybody out. Um, well, that's mostly it. Uh, we have different people. I have a new keyboard player named Al Ebel, but he's from Charlotte, and uh, Richard uh, Green from Concord. Okay. And uh, Roger Smith is the lead singer now who used to sing with the group South years yeah. ago. Um, so, and uh, there's another group in up around uh in the mountains up near Boone that I play with maybe three times a year. So I don't play out that much. But, but you do play out a little bit. So yeah, that's I do. still good. That's, it's still, that's it's still, still good. fun to play yeah, out. Yeah, it is still fun to play. Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, you know, music is, now, I love I love music, all types of music. It's just. What about the, um, let's go with the Billy Graham deal. I know that there's a Billy Graham oh, deal yeah. here. Yeah, I got nominated for a, a regional Emmy. It's not a, not the nationwide Emmy, but a regional Emmy. Um, this was in two thousand two. When was it? Two thousand two. I can't remember. It was somewhere around there. Two thousand two, two thousand three. Uh, there's some people that I met through a guy named Mark Williams, who used to work at Reflection Sound. Uh, there, uh, uh, two ladies, uh, George Ann Eubanks and Donna. <laughs> Yeah, getting old's hard. Yeah, it yeah, is getting hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I know Donna. I played for Donna's sister's funeral, but they're really good friends. And um, uh, uh, so I met them and done some sessions for them and stuff, and done some things for. The, they do a lot of UNC TV type stuff uh, and things like that. And and uh, and they did a Billy Graham uh, and Ruth Graham uh, thing and. Uh, they asked me if I'd do the music, and I did. And they came to Shelby, and, and they told me what they wanted, and we would play along to what the scene would be and everything. And uh, the music actually got it, 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 and the music actually got nominated for, for uh, a regional Emmy. And uh, we went to the, me and my family and, and them, um, went to uh, Nashville and uh, came in second. But oh, that's, that's, great. that's not an Emmy, but you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, was, it was nice to be Recognition nominated. Recognition for yeah. the work you've done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, Donna Campbell. Okay, good. That's good. Donna's a good, and they're both good friends. Donna Campbell and, you, and um, George Ann Eubanks. Yeah. Well, now, you were telling me that uh, a lot of your work these days is gospel music? Most of, I'd say 90% is gospel music. People want soundtracks to sing to, and right. uh, they want, uh, uh, and I do some projects, you know, that where a person comes in and, and does the vocals and we mix right. just like a, you're doing a record. Um, not that I won't do other stuff, I will, you right. know, as, as long as it's good stuff and uplifting yeah. and stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's most of what I do nowadays. Okay, yeah. and, and is it, I, but that's not really a stretch 
from from all the time you played. The music's the same. It's just the lyrics, you know. Yeah, yeah, the lyrics are different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's, that's yeah the music. I mean, I just did a Aretha Franklin song for a guy, Butch Mitchell, that used to be in the Constellations, for him to sing at church. Right. And, uh, and uh, I mean, it's, it's a gospel song, but it, it's it's in a, in the blues format. So I mean, you oh, know. Yeah, it's, oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. So you can do. Well, uh, surely you don't do karaoke songs for people too. I used to, but yeah. I, I did that through a company in Charlotte that uh, that. Uh, I thought you did. Yeah. That's the wrong where I was going. Yeah, with yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> I did that maybe for a year and a half. I did that, and then that they sold out to another, another nationwide company, and uh, I was one one of the keyboard players there several that that would do it but on the karaoke stuff you had to really listen to it and listen to the parts and actually this this is a good training to to listen to how music is put together in the studio because you had to listen to your parts and everybody else's parts Okay, I'm back in the studio with Richard Putnam. We've been through the karaoke era of his life, and um, I, that kind of 
panned out well for him, but now he's on a different track. What's going on today? Yeah, well, I'm just doing soundtracks for people mostly. Uh, I, and I, in my studio, my little studio here, I record groups and stuff and like that. And um, I do all types of music. I, a guy that yesterday was in here named Bunny Clyde. Yes. He's one of the greatest saxophone he's players player. I've ever. Yes, he is. And he also plays every instrument. But uh, so I, I do stuff like that. Um, I had a lady in here that I did a project for. Her name was Judy Nash. She's from up above Winston Salem, and she's a gospel singer. She and she sings country. She writes all her songs. I was really proud of that the way it turned out. So uh, that's basically what I do. Uh, I uh, on a lot of the soundtracks, I'll do the keyboard parts and. Actually, I'll play bass from a keyboard, and, right. and I'll do the drums from the keyboard, right. uh, depending on the person's budget. Right. Uh, but and then David Johnson, who's up from Wilts, Wilts yes. County, will come in and play, you know, the mandolin, fiddle, dobro, right. guitars, steel guitar, and so we, I, do, I do a lot of that now. So that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. So, <clears> so <throat> yeah. uh, how old are you now? I just turned seventy in May. Yeah. Now, do you see yourself slowing down any? No, I'm not going to ever slow down, but I, I may, I may not work as hard in long hours because a lot of the times I'm down here ten hours. Yeah. Well, one day with Bunny, uh, I was here fifteen hours. Yeah, I so, mean <laughs> that was a long that's time. one of those things yeah. that non-musicians, I I think a lot of times don't realize that uh, it, it seems simple. I mean, it yeah. seems like you hear a track. But there's a whole lot more goes on oh, yeah, than what yeah. people realize. I know. And, yeah. and I, I don't think people ever appreciate the time that musicians put in on projects of any type. Oh, I know. It, yeah, it's amazing. It, um, I mean, I remember when I was growing up and I wanted to be a musician. I had a lot of my relatives. Uh, my parents never did that, but they died when I was a teenager. Uh, but uh, a lot of relatives would say, well, Richard, you need something to fall back on yeah. Or, oh, yeah. or, or get a real job. So, um, but this is a real job. It's yeah, hard. It is, it's it difficult. Is a job. It is, there are a lot of hours. There is. And uh, um, to make things right, you know, you don't just sit here and play and that's it. You, you know, you, there's a lot of editing and a lot yeah. of uh, redoing and particularly from your your standpoint. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I guess when you did a session. It was pretty. It's, it's pretty easy. You go in, and play your part, yeah. and you get to leave. Yeah. But as the production part of it, no, I you, mean you, that's ever expanding. You got. You got to get everybody playing their parts right, and get, the song has to have a life to it. It, it does it, have it, to have a life. Yeah, and, and uh, once you get that, then you've got editing and mixing, and and you know you got yes. vocals. Uh, vocals, you got. Now nowadays we tune vocals. True, yes. Yes, so. Uh, oh yes, that's a big. Yeah. That's big these days. Yeah. yeah, you can make some groups sound really good, <laughs> yeah, and can. then when they go out and play, people say that didn't sound like the same group. <laughs> exactly. But uh, uh, I guess technology has, in a lot of ways, made your job easier. It has, I mean, very much easier. I yeah. mean, uh, the fact that that you don't have to mic a lot of what you do is, no. is like yeah. like in the old days. Yeah. You yeah. can patch stuff in and yeah. correct stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, now when David's here playing, of course, since he's got acoustic right. instruments, we we uh, we mic that. And and I can I have real drummers in here. Uh, right. You know, sometimes at people. And that's that people the hard, That's the hardest of all the stuff that I've ever. The mic drums. With, yeah. And get the drum sounds drum sound. right. Yeah. And and I'm sure from the production part of sitting trying to do those things, that'd have to drive you about half crazy. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it that's does. really that's yeah. really hard stuff. Yeah, it is hard stuff. And I and I'm not a 
I wouldn't call myself a great engineer, but over the years I've learned learned a lot about engineering. I mean, I admire Mark uh, Mark Williams and a guy named Steve Hagler that used to work at Reflection. They were yeah. great great engineers, and so. Yeah, they were. You wonder what happened to guys like yeah, that. Yeah, I, th I think they're both retired. Now. I don't know if Steve is, but anyway, they're still around. But yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I I know you have a busy schedule, and I yeah. do appreciate you taking time out of the schedule to sit here and talk to me about it today. Well, I was more than glad to do it, and well, I appreciate you asking me about well, it. Well, it's, it's been nothing but a, a pleasure for me. Thanks, Sandy. Thank you. All right.
One final comment on Richard Putnam's episode is the songs that you heard he wrote for his daughters, Emily and Ashley. They're wonderful. Again, thanks for listening.